Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Hammer and Nigel Show, 93 WIPC. Hey, I'm Nigel. Hammer's over there. We'll go straight to the drivehuber.com hotline and bring on Tommy Pickett, RNC Rapid Response Director, as we do every Friday here on the show. Tommy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Let's start. I mean, there's any number of places we could start, but the uh, response from the Biden administration and the transportation secretary, uh, you know, out of Ohio, the train derailment in East Palestine, the plumes of toxic chemicals. Uh, flowing into the air. What do you, uh, just your overall perspective on on how the administration's handled this disaster so far? Well, it seems like a lack of reaction, to be honest, yes. because they really didn't talk about it for days. Uh, we were seeing these really horrifying pictures, to be honest, about coming out of uh, Ohio, and there was no comment at all from Joe Biden. I don't even think he actually has commented on it himself. Pete Buttigieg took days to even tweet about it. And since then, he's been trying to downplay the disaster. He's been trying to point fingers, uh, deflect blame. Uh, That's not what the people of Ohio need. They need someone that's actually going to go and and, uh, answer questions and give people correct information. I think there was a telling real uh, video that came out of uh, East Palestine when residents were asking, where is Pete Buttigieg? And the mayor said, your guess is as good as mine. And I think that sums up how disastrously and how poorly the Biden administration has reacted to this disaster. Well, not only that, but he, you know, they they found a way to blame Trump and some of his policies back during his administration in terms of uh, regulation on uh, in, in the railroad. And it was such a, you know, yesterday Pete Buttigieg says, yeah, you know, this has been getting a lot of attention, but look, there's there's a. Th- well, there's like a thousand cases a year of, of trains derailing, but how many of those cases involve plumes of toxic chemicals flowing into the air for days on end? I mean, that really is kind of showing how out of touch and how to detach yes. from reality people have just been on this, saying this happens all the time. No, it doesn't. And if it does, why in the world don't we see about it? Is there some massive cover-up that we don't know about? I mean, it's, it's, it's so ludicrous to try to downplay this as an everyday event when it's clearly not. And then you brought up that regulation that Pete Buttigieg is trying to blame Trump like this administration tries to blame Trump for everything. Biden's own administration came out and said that that regulation Pete Buttigieg was pointing to would not have applied in this case. So Biden's own administration is debunking Pete Buttigieg's <laughs> efforts to deflect blame. I mean, you can't make it up because it's, it's, it's so poor of a response. Uh, it really just one, it's one kind of misstep after another when it comes to the Biden administration on this. Tommy, I admit that I'm a little surly. I'm a little cynical of so many things right now. Policies and politics have divided so many people. But I feel like if this disaster would have happened in a blue hotspot, if this would have happened in Seattle or San Francisco or even a place like Atlanta or Philly, you would have seen a much larger and speedier response from the Biden administration. Does that make sense? I think you're exactly right, and I think that's true. I mean, I, I honestly think that, uh, you know, if there was a disaster like this, I'll just say, in a big city, you would want the uh, Transportation Secretary to respond. You'd want the Biden administration to respond. So I would hope they would in that case. But I think you're exactly right to point out that because this isn't in a blue city, a blue state, that there perhaps might be a slower response here, or at least they, it wasn't brought to their attention. Because it's clear who the Biden administration listens to when it comes to transportation issues. 
And it's not people actually concerned about transportation safety. That's not who they listen to. They listen to people who have these other really far left woke agendas to try to push their own agenda onto the American people, whether that has to do with climate, whether that has to do with changing the height of of highway bridges. If you remember back when Pete Buttigieg talked about equitable highways or whatever that was, I mean, it really it's bizarre sort of priorities from this administration where they're listening to far left activists and not actually listening to transportation experts, not listening to people concerned about safety, not concerned about people that want to keep the trains running on time and safely and keep airplanes flying on time and safely. They decided to completely discard that. And that's why we've seen one disaster after another from Pete Buttigieg. And ultimately, crisis follows incompetence. There's a reason why we've seen disaster after disaster in transportation while Pete Buttigieg has been secretary, and it's because he is incompetent at his job. All right, so which Biden diversity hire has been a bigger disaster, Pete Buttigieg or Corrine Jean-Pierre as the White House press secretary? Because when you watch these press briefings, she's lost control of the room. And keep in mind, about 95% of the people in that press room would be more than happy to carry the water for the Democratic Party. She's starting to lose those people. Who's worse at their job? Well, at this point, I mean, I think they may be self-reinforcing. I think they both make each other worse, to be honest, because one can't defend something and the other th- and the other person keeps on making things that have to be defended, if that makes sense. The secretary keeps on messing up and then the press secretary goes out there and can't clean up the mess that the secretary created. I, I think it's, it's kind of a part of this whole administration that really is incompetent. And it, it's really ironic that part of the, what they ran on was the adults are back in charge. And I think it's clear from the disaster after disaster that has really come out into play here that the adults are not back in charge. And really, you pointed out the disaster of Corrine Jean-Pierre. It's not Republicans saying that. There's article after article of White House reporters saying how terrible she is, how she never provides correct information, how she never uh, actually delivers information on time, how she never actually answers a question. It's just one disaster after another. I, I remember one time we actually made a video at the RNC of all the times where Corrine Jean-Pierre said, I don't have anything. <laughs> it's something like in the first week of her uh, of her time as press secretary, we got to something like, you know, 10 minutes of her saying, I don't have anything. <laughs> so, you know, it really is just, she's really not a good press secretary. And again, that's not me saying it from the RNC perspective. That's journalists in the room that are saying she's not good at her job. Tommy Piggott is our guest. He's the Rapid Response Director for the RNC. So yesterday, Joe Biden shuffles up to the microphone, talks a little bit. He was trying to get off stage, and then the questions started coming at him left and right. And I think Peter Ducey had a question that rang out, and we got that slow, creepy, confused spin back to the press that Joe Biden does. And he kind of snapped at the reporters because they wanted information about national security. I'm just curious as to your thoughts on what you saw yesterday. Well, I think, uh, you know, from the, from the start, questions about Hunter Biden are legitimate. I mean, Biden has, Joe Biden, that is, has lied again and again about what he knew about Hunter Biden's business dealings. We literally have a voicemail of Joe Biden discussing Hunter Biden's business dealings. There's so much evidence in almost every single form, text messages, emails, phone calls, calendars, pictures. I mean, every single type of evidence you could want shows Joe Biden has been involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings, or at least knew about them. And so it's a clear question when Hunter Biden has business dealings with parts of the Chinese Communist Party to ask whether or not that's affecting Joe Biden's policies. I think, you know, I'm reminded of that 
Shakespeare line, we think that us protest too much. I think Joe Biden <laughs> protesting too much on Hunter Biden's questions kind of shows there's something there. And I'm thankful that the House Republican majority is looking into it. And for him to turn around and say, give me a break, like he's being put out. You're the commander in chief. And allegedly, 81 million people voted for you because, like you said, we were promised the adults are back in the room. And your response to questions about national security or to have that bewildered look and say, give me a break. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah, that that look he does when he turns around it's the opposite, opposite of confidence inspiring. Right? No. I, mean, I, saw, I see that every time. I'm like, oh boy. I mean, I, I can't imagine what his press team is thinking. They must know something's coming that they don't have to clean up later. It's always something. And I think one of the things he said after uh, there was that question on Hunter Biden is very revealing as well. Uh, he, he said he wasn't going to answer questions on camera because the reporters weren't being polite enough. That's his word, polite enough. That's not the job of a free press. That's not the job of the media to be polite to the commander in chief, especially when we remember what he was talking about. He was talking about the aerial objects and we got no answers on them at all. So, of course, there's going to be questions on that. It really is bizarre how insulted he was by the concept that he actually would have to answer a question. And when were they Uh, nice uh, to Donald Trump, Tommy? When were they polite to Donald Trump? (laughs) Never. I mean, that's a good point. They never were. But uh, President Trump would get up there and he would take questions hours on end. Yes. And uh, I think it's I think it's also, you know, Biden's own press team, Jen Psaki, you know, said that they don't recommend Biden takes questions. That's literally what she told <laughs> David Axelrod during a podcast. So I, I can see why, because he has no answers. He has no ability to really calm the American people. But again, the press should not be polite to the commander in chief. The press should act, ask questions. That, that the American people deserve answers to. Last thing here before we let you go, the inflation report uh, came out this past week. And again, things that the average working family in this country needs from the grocery store all went up. You look at the price of things, everything is going up. But Joe Biden puts out tweets, does these little speeches in front of all of his little butt sniffer friends that says the economy is just cruising along. It really is insulting. I mean, if if anyone ever wants to kind of rage, uh, get get angry, look at Joe Biden's Twitter when he's talking about the economy, because it's so detached from reality. They're literally literally posting that grocery prices are going down when the price of eggs are 70 percent more than last year. It's it's ridiculous to say grocery prices are going down. They're talking about wages, claiming families have more breathing room. That's their favorite, favorite phrase when real savings, real wages, and real incomes are all down from when Joe Biden took office. Families are literally poorer because of his agenda, and he's out there bragging. It's like Marie Antoinette from the French Revolution yeah. going out there Let and saying, cake. let's eat cake. <laughs> it's so detached from reality. It really is, and it's insulting, I think, the families that are struggling right now. Tommy Pickett is the RNC Rapid Response Director. Tommy, we always appreciate you joining us in Indy. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.